0: Welcome to episode three of the Living on Purpose podcast. This is an interview podcast with body confidence coach, podcaster, librarian, and super spunky badass, Emmy Cornwell. In this interview, we discuss how Emmy went from living a life of I should to a life of I am. She talks about how she went from saying, I should go to college. I should shop at Nordstrom. I should put this on my credit card. To talking to herself like, I am an intentional woman. I am taking responsibility for my situation. I am making changes. We dive into how Emmy has become super focused on redesigning her financial situation. The episode is jam-packed with tips and ideas to take control of your financial situation right away. Here's Emmy. All right, Emmy Cornwall, thank you so much for coming on the Living on Purpose podcast.
1: Yes, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. It is an honor. And you are just uh, so amazing in the things that you're doing that the fact that you even would ask me to be on this podcast is really, really cool. I'm excited to be here, sister.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. Did you know, I didn't mention this before I um, started recording, but we just had our friend Bursary. It has been a year, July 4th, since we met. That's right. It's official. I know. It's official. And I feel like you came into my life at just the perfect time. And this year has been awesome getting to know you and working with you and uh, collaborating. So I couldn't ask for a better person to be sitting here chit-chatting with me about living on
1: purpose. Yes. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good... We're going to get real.
0: We're okay. going to like...
1: Okay. Yeah. We're going to kind of pull back some of the math. But I'm excited to do this with someone like you as well. So,
0: very cool. Well, I have to tell you, when I met you, um, I was so excited because, you know, we're at a 4th of July, you know, backyard party and we introduced ourselves. And of course, the first thing I ask, like I ask everyone, is, Oh, what do you do? And you're like, I'm a body confidence coach. And I was like, Hold up, hold up, wait, there's another coach. In the valley, in my backyard, I need to know you and I need to know more about what you do. So, why don't you tell us, tell me again, tell our listen- listeners what you do? What is a body confidence coach?
1: Yes, it is amazing. Yes. And I love it because it can encompass so many other things besides maybe what someone's first impression of what that could mean. And so, of course, when we think of our body, we think of our physical. And so I help women lose 10 to 20 pounds without losing their curves and having the confidence to rock their jeans now on the way to the body that they're working towards you know, in the future. So of course, the physical aspect of our body and how when we treat our body well from the inside out with nutrition, um, movement, then you actually gain the confidence. It's a skill. We weren't born with it. And then that pours out into other areas of your life and especially things like your mindset, your emotional health, and then even your financial health. So that is a huge piece actually of being and living on purpose and living our best life. And I'm excited because I know we get to talk about that today and it it may not be what we would normally think when it comes to body confidence, but girl, when you are feeling awesome in all areas it is so noticeable. Your glow, like I said, is from the inside out. And I get to help other women find that inside of themselves and just rock their best life.
0: Oh, I think that's so amazing. What an amazing career path that you've chosen. And you ooze that confidence. You really do um, live I feel on purpose and you're a great example for your clients and for just your followers and the people that know you and um, you just light me up every time I'm around you. So you are amazing. And this podcast is all about talking about what living on purpose really means and specifically taking our life from place of default, maybe where we just landed. To living a life by design, one that's really intentional and really on purpose. And I see you doing that in many different areas. Uh, but the one that really stuck out to me recently and over the past, I would say, you, you tell me if I'm wrong, but six months, I've noticed you really starting to open up on social media, be real vulnerable and sharing your story, your financial story with us. And I think that that's so amazing. It's one of those things that we don't really talk about very often is money and sex. And it's like, okay, let's just peel back that layer on money and and talk about it because there's nothing to be ashamed of. We are all students of life, and if we can learn a little bit from each other, we're just that much ahead of the game. So, that's what I want to talk about today is your financial transformation. Um, And specifically, maybe what happened, what was happening prior to six months ago, six months ago, you kind of started showing up on social media, but I'm sure the transformation started well before that. So can you talk to us about the decision to really start being intentional around your financial uh, situation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am a child of the eighties to date myself, if you will. And I know. Most of the things that we experience now in our lives as adults, we actually developed stories and narratives before the age of five or between the five and ten. So a lot of things that we experienced or learn or saw, we picked up subconsciously usually back then. And so, um, you know, I can think of different things that happened as I grew up, and what they made you know made me be who I am, the person I am today. And that is longer than, you know, a 20 minute podcast that you and I could get on, right? right. But that's a, the beauty of always sharing your story too and showing up and, and sharing what is on your heart in whatever area that you have felt led to share so that we can impact others. So I do believe we were created for community and that we best are able to grow in community. And so, especially in tough subjects like this, yeah, you know, we didn't talk about money growing up really like. We definitely didn't get taught in school how to, I mean, now this is a little irrelevant, but balance a checkbook. Like the important financial literacy things that I feel I've learned in the last two years um, from peers, from books, from podcasts, um, from self-awareness, from inner work, doing a lot of things, going back and seeing what my money stories were like. We don't talk about it. We need to talk about it just like you said. So I love that because when we don't talk about things, we hide them in the dark. The lightness does not, it's not allowed to get in. And that's where shame and guilt and condemnation, all those things come in, which when you're living in those things, you're never ever going to fully live on purpose because you're never going to be in the flow of living who you are authentically created to be in your true identity. So kind of with like all that backstory I grew up in an awesome home. I love my parents. They're still married. They're amazing. They were both educators. And now that I am also, you know, I'm a body confidence coach, but I'm also a librarian as well. So I am in education. Like we should I should say, I should interrupt you. I wasn't
0: sure if you were gonna put that in there. You are the most badass librarian, (laughs) especially to my children who adore you. Yes, Cornwell.
1: (laughs) Yes, I love your kids. You have very special, special kids. So um, you know, I'm in the people business. So I help people with their body and their books, right? You know, their body, their books, their business, whatever they got going on, I'm here to help. But like I my parents had a great job, but I, for some reason I had created this story that we didn't have money that teachers don't get paid really that well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of the things that my mom did and she was just doing the, what she was taught and the best tools that she hadn't heard too about. Well. But as I look back, she always checked her bank account every day, mm. every day. Wow. And the other thing that I just had revelation on this year on is whenever she would get like rebate checks or mm-hmm. any type of check from something, she would put it on the refrigerator. And so I would grow up every day, going, you know, you got to get food every day, going to that refrigerator and seeing money just sitting there.
0: Right. And that
1: bugged the crap out of me. Cause I'm like, that's money. What, what are you doing? It's not working for you if it's on the refrigerator. And so Things like that kind of led into my story now, but I think the biggest revelation I had also was that I have gone from spoiled, and I I would say that I was not a spoiled brat because I believe I have good morals, I'm a good person, I treat others kindly, but my parents always wanted to give me the best yeah. and provide an amazing life. And I, I did have those experiences that maybe other people weren't able to have, but it's just taken me a little longer to transfer, to transition from spoiled to self-aware. And what does that mean now for Emmy as an adult? Yeah.
0: So you talk about starting with the story and your story. And I feel like our paths are really, really similar. Um, when I grew up, we didn't talk about money. Money was very, very, very taboo. I didn't know whether we had it or we didn't. It was just things were provided like you, like you, it sounds like, and there was no question behind it. And there was really no education. So I can totally relate to your money story. So, so seeing the money sitting there and seeing your mom check her bank account every day, what was the story that you told yourself subconsciously around those two
1: things? that there was like a scarcity yeah mindset okay scarcity to me is we don't have it yeah like it's not or if we get something we're never going to have it again okay but also because there was really no awareness of education and and how to steward your finances i also had a basically a water fountain of like resources That Mm. that tap never turned off. So if I wanted to go shopping at Nordstrom's, girl went shopping at Nordstrom's. Yeah. You know, I had a, I was an authorized user on my parents' Nordstrom's Mm. credit card so that I could go and purchase the, all the, the hip and cool clothes. And I love fashion today. Love it. But now I just have a little bit of a different Mm -hmm. perspective. Yeah on how I show up. And then even, which is so cool, I get to decide the story for my children. So like, this is a generational thing that I get to actually stop. And please like hear my heart. If you're listening, it's like, my parents are amazing. Yeah, I love them. We only do what we know what to do with the tools we've been given. So sometimes we just got to upgrade our tools. And that's exactly what I've done this year. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. So it's almost like when you were, you said your stories were, or our stories really start when we're five to ten. So it's almost like you went from a scarcity mindset to an over abundance. Like the pendulum swung so far that yes. in the middle was the self awareness, and you just kind of missed it from scarcity to just overspending. Yeah. So it was the the education, and
1: what really led you to start
0: educating yourself around your financial situation? What was it?
1: I love that picture that you just gave us of the pendulum because I think what happened. So I was very young, scarcity then to like overabundance, like you said, and then as I became an adult, you know, went to college, got my master's, started to to try to live on my own. It was back the other way yeah. I can and see that. so then I have this like crazy, like gap that I'm trying to reconcile in my human brain, mm-hmm. like what the heck is going on? How am I going to do this? Huh? What am I going to do? And then it was really like, I was just doing the shoulds. Like that's for me when you, you know, you talk about living on default. In this in this situation, I was doing all the shoulds in life. That was the default. I you should go to college. You should get an education. You should get a master's. Because you do get a master's, you should get paid more. If you're good at something, you should do that. Like, you know, I'm I say this lightly. I, I'm good at a lot of things, but where that has trapped me in my life is I've done those things just because I'm good at them for the convenience, not doing what I'm truly called to do in the flow mm-hmm. of what God has you know, said, hey, I mean, these are your gifts. Yeah. I want you to use these in this way. Cuz that's scary. We can't we can't track that. Right? right? We can't show we can't she- show people a degree of the fact that we are in our flow. But we can hang something up on our wall like, wow, I spent $40,000 and now I have mm-hmm. student loans so that I can totally not be doing anything related to my degree
0: absolutely so your money story was also like what what the masses are doing what i should be doing and then it all sounds like you should get a credit card because then that's how you build your credit and you should go to Nordstrom because that's what people do and that's what the people that you're surrounding yourself with are probably doing and it's the should so when did you decide You weren't going to do what you should do or should in quotations and start living on purpose and very intentionally with this financial situation that, and actually, if you can maybe back up and tell us, tell us how stuck you were, tell us how that money story really did show up and and materialize in your life.
1: Yeah. So I am going to give this number and I have not yet revealed ever publicly the number of of debt that i am truly in i have i have opened up more in the last 6 months about being in massive debt mm-hmm. so you're here and here first sister oh okay good. we're ready but that's good cuz exactly what i said in the beginning like the longer that i don't talk about it the longer that it stays in the dark that's not helping anyone and it's just specifically me Right, but it's also not providing a story and a, a a way for other people to know if they're in the situation too yeah. that they can do it, they can yes. get out of it, they can yes. assess where they're at, create a plan, and then take action. And so, um, just through some difficult times, right? So actually, I was working at a previous job, and my mom had cancer, and I had to take FMLA. So there were some hardships that created the fact that I was leaning on credit. Because you don't get paid. Well, now FMLA is changing where you can get paid. But so hardships contributed to the debt. Also, I purchased a home in 2017, which then you know you're creating a home for yourself. There are things that you got to buy, restock the fridge, do a little bit of home improvement, things like that. And then I also did invest in coaching, um, mentorship, personal development, um, masterminds things like that that were ultimately going to and still will have a return on my investment. But adding all of those things together, plus a lot of the extras, mm-hmm. like getting my nails done, right. getting my you know lashes tinted, getting my brows waxed, getting pedicures, all of those things mm-hmm. were extra. So, you know, don't get me wrong, it wasn't like I wasn't frivolously spending in areas it's probably, it
0: sounds like it sounds like all of us a little bit of both and and i love before you tell us the number i just love your point of if you keep it in the dark you can't shed light on it for yourself you can't really step into transformation and i don't mean keep it in the dark i don't mean uh, tell everybody on social or tell it on a podcast but but maybe just telling it to one trusted friend, maybe a coach, maybe um, a spouse, a significant other. I find that when I have in the past opened up about things that I would say that I was embarrassed about, most of the people I tell say, me too. Me too. And thank you. Especially I would say like around my anxiety. Thank you for sharing because I thought I was alone. And so I just, before you say the number, thank you for sharing because it helps us all feel less alone.
1: Yeah. And it's like, for me, I have to punch fear in the face. And at the end of the day, like what's the worst thing that could happen? Someone has like a bad opinion of me or a judgment. Well, guess what? You're not paying my bills sister. So Mm -hmm. like, bless you. Like I'm going to, you know, (laughs) Bless and release, like, bless and release, like, you know, yep. like, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: like you're not paying my bills and you're not helping me go to heaven. So like, if that's not the case, then it's peace out. Yeah. Right. right. It's fine. <laughs> peace out. So your I mean, opinion of me is none of my business. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yes. It's none of my business. What you think about me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, like where I was, was not living in my flow, not living in my true identity. Mm -hmm. And money is just a tool. It is meant to flow Mm -hmm. in and out to, in my case, how I'm using it to support my true identity, a mission of helping women unlock their, their true identities through a healthy lifestyle. So if I'm not able to talk about that amazing tool that will help people, you know, for me, for instance, i I'm created to bring joy to others. I am want to be in a wildly amazing giver. Hey, guess what? Resources and time can only, you can only give so much before you have to bring in the money resource. Absolutely. So for me, I got myself into $25,000 in credit card debt. So that is not including my student loans, which are different, different topic. But as we kind of, as we, now we have released that number to you, right. You know, we've shown you where I was, we've shown you where I am. We're going to show you the steps that I took to help kind of develop more, uh, less of a burden, more of a hope that there is an end in sight for me to be debt-free. You know, I don't exactly know the time, but I know that that will happen. Awesome.
0: Right. Awesome. That is exactly where I was hoping we would go is action steps so that, you know, again this podcast and I am all I'm like an action girl like what you going to do about it, yo? Like we we know we got a problem or we know we want to make some changes, what are we going to do about it. So, let's get into what you have done and what you're going to continue to do and what your plan is financially. Um to get yourself out of that um credit card debt but then to create
1: the reality of abundance uh for yourself going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it starts with a choice. Okay? I had to choose if I was going to continue doing what I've done, getting the same results, right? Cuz insanity is doing the same thing over and over and not getting different results right. or expecting different results. So I had to choose that I was going to have to make some tough decisions. And how bad did I want it? Yeah. Was I going to stay in victim mode? Because sometimes what we are used to, whether it's not the best for us or not, we actually prefer because it's comfortable. So sometimes we will sit in the pain because it's more comfortable than the actual growth of change. Yeah. So I had to choose that pain. Okay. okay. So I created a, um, what I did was I assessed. so that my first step was like, okay, where am I at? So my tip for you is to get a huge whiteboard or somewhere. If you're an Excel sheet girl, great. I am not, I am definitely old school whiteboard. So I have a huge whiteboard, probably like three foot by three foot yeah. that I can see with all of my credit cards, their balance sets due their interest rate and their minimum payment. And then I have consulted with a financial advisor on what would be the best plan of attack now that I have assessed what my current situation is.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, some people have different theories of, you know, you should pay the one with the biggest balance versus maybe you should pay the one with the highest interest. Right. The ra- yeah. The route that I'm going is paying the one with the highest interest. And And putting most of my efforts into that. And then I will then snowball that payment that I was using for that onto the next. Perfect. Perfect. So
0: what I think I'm hearing is it's less about the way it's more about that. Just doing something, making the choice, getting uncomfortable, assessing where you are, getting really clear on your real current situation, and then just choosing a path. Because there's hundreds of paths, right? And what works for Emmy might not work for Madi. And that's okay. As long as we are being intentional, moving in the direction that we want to go.
1: Yeah. Because if we're sitting there researching or we're going to paralyze ourselves and then we're not going to get into action and then you're just going to create this, kind of vicious cycle of like, oh, I'm not doing anything. Oh oh my goodness. What's going to happen? Oh, but I want to make sure I'm doing this right thing here. Guess what? Maybe you do take an action step and it's not the best for you, but you learn that that maybe wasn't the right step or that you found something different because you actually took a step forward and then you take, you know, reevaluate and take a detour. And then, you know, our path to success is not from A to B No. like straight line, right? It's zigzag. And you have to think about that too. When it comes to like your financial game as well. And I will tell you the hardest part is assessing where you're at. It's not fun to be like, Hey, my name is Emmy Cornwell and I have $25,000 in debt. And I'm the one who got me there. Like at the end of the day, I'm the one you have to take ownership. That's part of living on purpose is taking Mm -hmm. ownership. I had to say, this is it. Okay. But this does not define me. This situation, this story, this circumstance, these numbers are numbers Mm -hmm. and, and we have a plan and we're getting into action and doing that. And so I have a bunch of cool other things too, to share like exactly like what I'm doing. Okay. That was going to be my next question is, well,
0: two next questions is what has been the hardest part? And I love that you said just taking ownership of it. And I think in any area of our life that we want to make a change might boil down to that is taking ownership that the position that we're in right now currently is 100% our responsibility and uh, a result of our own actions. And I love that you said that also doesn't define us. So give us those, those extra tips, give us those, um, steps or whatever other ways go from default to design in their financial life.
1: Okay. Yes. I love this because I think of it in two ways. So you need to think of the things that you're going to save. And then also the things that you're going to like make or increase. So for instance, I cut out almost all of my extra cosmetics of things. Like I, I still get my lashes done because I'm a, I'm a blonde girl. And so I can just like wake up and my, I don't have to do a lot of makeup because my lashes look good. Yeah. But I used to get them tinted. I used to get my eyebrows waxed in and tinted. I used to get Botox. I used to get my nails done. I used to get a pedicure, all those things, right? So I cut those out to be in the save category. I believe in investments. I believe that you need to set yourself up for a long-term future. But if you're in dire straits now, it does not make sense for you to, to be putting $150 into a mutual fund or stocks when you need, you need to eat. Right. Right. So I paused my monthly deposit of some of my investments so that I could save. And when
0: you Um, say you need to eat, meaning you need to eat, not on credit.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. I am not, I am not buying groceries on credit cards anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Um thank you Hallelujah yeah 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 <laughs> okay so you're cutting out some of the things and yeah. you're saving that okay and then to make are go through your house what do you have that you can sell so for me, I just happened to lose 48 pounds over a couple of different years and I had a lot of amazing remember Nordstrom's <laughs> clothes yeah. that were in great shape that I could sell to my friends and family. So I would go and do sell them on Facebook or Poshmark is a great app. So if you have clothes, shoes, they also have a home category. If you have those things, you can make money Mm -hmm. by selling those things or garage sale, old school garage sale. I also, in order to make, so you're almost like when you save, you're decreasing your debt, And then when you're making, you're increasing your income, which will then help you decrease your debt more. Right. So I also decided to get a second job. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a body confidence coach all day, every day. I'm a librarian by day and I'm a server at a local pizza and pub by night. Okay. I'm 35. I'm not married. I don't have kids, but let me tell you, I did not get that second job because I needed something else to do. Right. Like I got that second job because I wanted to. I think the best way to get fast cash next to residual income is tips. Yep. So you'll love this. What I did was I essentially visualized, drew out in my mind, where do I want to work, Emmy? What are the things that I want to show up for, that I'm here for, that I can do based on everything else? That's where I'm going to work. And so mm-hmm. that's exactly what I did. I, The place that I'm working at now, I went in and said, hey, I want to work for you guys. I didn't go drop off my resume and hope, cross my fingers that I was going to get a job. Mm -hmm. I've never served or bartended in my life. So if I was going to let that hold me back, then I knew I wasn't going to be able to change my financial decision. Right.
0: Goes back to the step one is making the choice and then making the choice to want it bad enough to do all the extra shit that comes along with it and maybe it's temporary, right? Hopefully it's temporary. Like I'm assuming we want to tint our lashes again. I'm assuming we don't want to have three gigs forever, but right now your priority is to eliminate 25 K. And if it takes three gigs and tips and selling some stuff that you don't need anymore, then that's what it's going to take. That is amazing. You're amazing.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's not It's not easy. And I think what gets me through, I mean, I'm blessed because I did visualize and like manifest essentially the exact work situation that I wanted to be in. I actually love going to the serving job. It's so fun. And it's almost like a break kind of from some of my other adventures. I'm an entrepreneur who's multi-passionate So there are always things that are cooking up, but I love it, but it's not easy. And so what gets me through it is remembering what is, why am I here? Emmy? why did, why did God put me on this earth? You know, my true identity is a daughter of the King, his beloved, and someone who's put on this earth to create and give joy to other people. Mm. And I always have to check myself. And some days are better than others. Like, okay, did I walk in my true identity today? Okay, if I walked in my true identity day, that was because I took action. I didn't sit and wait for God to like throw manna down on earth for me and just be like win the God lottery. Right? Yeah, right, right. So, I took action and it's a journey. I'm walking for it every day. And so when you're on a journey, say so you're like going on a hike, usually you stop at separate points and do a check-in. Yeah. Hey, how are we doing? Do we need hydration? Mm. Do we need sustenance? You I know, how much that. further. Tell our goal. Yes. I always have to be like, hey, Emmy, how did you walk in your true identity today? Which Mm -hmm. is a win because you always want to celebrate some things that you did great that day. Yes. And also reassess, like, hey, I didn't necessarily walk in Mm. it this way because I decided to, you know, this is just an example. Maybe I decided to put something on a credit card that I know I potentially just could have saved for. Yeah. Right. So,
0: your step two step one is to make the choice to assess you do that in the beginning. So how often do you reassess? Like, and I love the visual of being on a hike. Like, yes, we stop. We check out the view, like, Oh, this view isn't that great right now. Or this view is amazing. Or like you said, water, what do I need? So how often do you reassess and how often do you update your big, I can just imagine the huge whiteboard.
1: Yes. And it's a, even back to the journey, everyone's journey is different. Uh, I can use this kind of similar story, if you will, with like, if you're on a weight loss journey, Mm -hmm. some people need to step on the scale every day because that's how they can, in a healthy way, track potentially where they're at. Some people that will spiral them back into an eating disorder and they should never get on the scale and they should track their progress in other ways. Yep. So kind of with that similarness, I guess you could say, I don't check every single day because remember yes, that was a problem. A story. For me. Yeah, yeah, that was your money story.
0: That's why I wanted to just kind of check in with that again um, because assess was on your list of steps and then you mentioned reassess. somehow. so yeah, of course it
1: wouldn't be every day. That would be, I don't think that would be good for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really hard. Yeah. So it's, I don't have a set, like I'm not like, okay, it's Monday. I'm going to mm-hmm. check all my accounts. Because so I'm really focusing in all areas of my life of living in flow from, you know, intuitive eating mm-hmm. to, to the money, you know, really trying to be in a state of flow without feeling any type of restriction. Cause I think when we're in scarcity, that's one way. And then restriction that I can't have, yep. we're not going to live, you know, the most abundant life, which we're, we're all called to, and we actually all have access to live an abundant life. There is plenty of resources. For you, for you, you, baby girl, you yep. sister over there, like, hey, raise your hand in the air right now if you're listening to this. I receive it, right? <laughs> yes, there is so
0: much. There is so so much, and I think that that's that's huge. That could be a whole nother podcast. Is like the abundance mentality versus the scarcity mentality, and and honestly, like I could talk about how that held me back from starting the podcast. Right? It's like, oh, everybody's doing it now. Well, that's okay because there are so many people out there who need to hear what you and I, this conversation yeah. is all about. And so, yes. And so, yeah, I think that could be a whole nother podcast more to come part. Yeah, two For sure. for <laughs> sure. Okay. So I want to wrap up. Is there any other little tips, tricks,
1: tidbits that we didn't get to? Yeah. I think there's things like just a couple different apps and maybe okay. maybe you can put these in like your show notes, which yeah, would be yeah. cool is credit karma is a good one just to kind of see where you're at credit score. Okay. It's never accurate. I'll give you an example. I thought it was at six sixty nine today, which is definitely not my lowest. Definitely not my best.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I am in talks to do a personal loan to help debt consolidate, which is another tip that you should look into is look into potentially debt consolidation. because yeah. okay. I have one credit card that I have never even, I haven't used since almost a year just paying interest on. Yeah. And it's barely it's like I'm doing anything. No yeah which i'm trying to be fiscally responsible here like come on and then also unclaimed money okay like unclaimedmoney.com i think okay. you might just okay. have to google it okay there are a lot of places and it may be just like $5 $10 that you the government maybe you had like a refund or a rebate somewhere or and you didn't get that investment or maybe on a stock you had like some interest check it out yeah. And then there are some apps that I have started to look into, have not used yet, but may be helpful for some of people listening is Mint. That's what I use. A, yeah, okay. I vouch for that one. And then another one called Every Dollar, Okay. which is a new one that I just heard. Okay. And so there is something out there for everyone. You just have to figure out what fits for you. And if it's not the fit the first time, try, try, try again. Awesome.
0: You have like... Just blown me away with all of your tips and all of your vulnerability and transparency. And what I usually say when I listen to a podcast or I go to an event um, when it has anything to do with self help, is if I get one or two things out of that situation that I can take with me, then it's then a win. And I think you have just like laid out so many things that if I would just suggest to whoever is listening to this. Don't be overwhelmed with all of the information that has been just like blasted at you. Choose one or two things that you can take away from this, implement them, and then maybe re-listen to it in a month or two because you just gave us so much good information.
1: Yes. I love that. And I know that's important to you too, with your clients that you coach Mm -hmm. is you focus on like, what is that one thing? And there's a book too, right? That you recommend. Yeah. The one One thing. Thing. Yeah. By Gary Keller. Mm -hmm. Right. That you can take away from that. So this is, this is perfect. That is, this is amazing.
0: So I am going to be ending all of my podcasts along the same lines with a question. What does living on purpose mean to Emmy? living
1: on purpose means to me that I'm walking in my true identity daily, every single day. And the reason why I say that is the, we've talked about action and a journey. Okay. So that's the walking piece. The walking piece is you're taking that action. You're moving forward into the direction that you want to go. And then the true identity is like, Why are you here? We're not here to wake up, go to work and pay bills. I absolutely cannot agree that that's why I was put on this earth. And so if you know why you were put here, which is a little deeper than just money, but it ties in in such a big way, Mm -hmm. you're going to understand the choices that you make. It's just, it's going to be a little easier to choose the things, even if they have to be hard, but you got to show up every day. And so that's why I say daily.
0: I love it. I love it. You have action in there. You have purpose in there. And then it's every day. You freaking rock.
1: Yes, girl. Yes, queen. Okay. So
0: how can, uh, tell tell me, how can the listeners get in touch with you, follow you? And do you have anything exciting going on right now that you want to share with us?
1: Yes. So I love Instagram. I am hanging out on Instagram stories all day, every day. It is the closest thing that can come to me having my own Kardashian esque reality show, keeping up with Emmy. Um, (laughs) and so you can find me at Hey, Hey Emmy. That's H E Y H E Y E M M Y come tag us. If you listen to this, tag us, let us know that you're listening what you loved about it. Um, say hello. I love, love conversation, relationship building. That is my jam. And so say hi, um, and then also com is uh, my website. Perfectly Not Plus Size is my podcast. So if you are loving this podcast, loving what you've heard today, come join me. It's called Perfectly Not Plus Size Podcast. And uh, we can jam out on some more awesome topics. All things faith, faith, fitness, fashion, and food.
0: I love it. And I can vouch for the amazingness that is... Her podcast. So, thank you so much for sharing this time with me. I feel so, so thankful to have you in my life
1: and to have had this hour with you. I can't thank you enough. Yes, girl. It's going to be an amazing year. The best is yet to come.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living on Purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you love this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way, you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time, always keep living on purpose.